place Ranger Stone Just trying to find his way back home He's traveling out in space all alone But he's going home He's going home Welcome back to Space Ranger Stone Grid, Grid, did you say anything? Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> I don't think he did. I did not hear Grant. Well, I did, so. Okay, well. All right, well. Welcome back to the Space Ranger Show podcast, boys. <laughs> back at it again. Um, we, okay. Number one issue. Just to get us started here. What the fuck, listeners? We got no emails. Dude, facts, uh, man. Real. What the fuck? You weren't supposed to admit well, you that. You guys are slacking. What? You weren't supposed to admit that. Every time you admit that, it, it just, it just, it's like we're, yeah, but we're now humiliating we're ourselves. Into it. Now they have to by the next one. And if we <laughs> Adam, don't, I, I don't want people podcast in general. Then we're done. I, Adam, I don't want people who listen because it's entertaining. I want people who listen because they pity us. Mm. All right. Well, fair enough. Pity the fool. No. If, yeah, <sighs> it makes sense. You know, if if we don't have at least like a couple emails next time, we should probably be done. Yeah, uh, this is the last podcast, actually. If we don't get a single email, this is the last podcast, and it's over. The dream is dead. No more hearing <laughs> about women. <laughs> no more hearing about our complaints about women. You naughty little boys and girls. Mm, I All I want girls. is email into, into spacerangerstone at gmail.com. Anything. Space. Just give us anything. Just, just fucking mash on your keyboard. Just let us know you're alive. <laughs> And well, and out there. Alright, so, here's the thing. I watched Lord of War a few weeks ago. Mm. Grant, did you see it? No, and that was supposed to be That's my... okay. Okay. That's okay. My, I, uh, my point actually has nothing to do with the movie itself. Uh, my, the point about it that I was going to make is... Um, I noticed this logo, right? <laughs> there was this logo that came in at the beginning of the movie. And there was all these letters, like, shifting around and, like, dropping down and, like different like lanes and stuff and i was like that is a pretty cool fucking logo and then i, I look up and it, it was for entertainment manufacturing company i was like damn i i don't think i've seen that logo before what are other movies they've made and i look up entertaining manufacturing company i can't find like anything on it so i look up entertaining manufacturing company logo and then i find a fan group page that <laughs> that documents these logos okay so it says Entertainment Manufacturing Company. I have it open right now. Uh, and then it has nicknames. Quote, the Metal Letter Factory. That's a nickname <laughs> that people give to this logo. And then uh, on availability, Wait. it says... Uh, on availability, it says rare. Only seen of, on Lord of War. So that's the only movie that this logo's ever been seen on. And people are, like, categorizing it. And, like, writing shit about it in their fandoms about logos for movies. Okay, it blows my mind that you even stumbled into this one category. It's like, yeah, there's categories, but there's this one category. It's only for this movie. But also, were you the one that was asking about the fucking uh, logo a couple weeks ago about, like, you said a door in a corner or whatever the fuck, and you and Dominic were trying to gaslight us or whatever? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Um, I wasn't trying to gaslight us, but Dom was kind of gaslighting me. But, I, yeah, I, I don't know what that... I was trying to remember what that logo is because I saw an advertisement and it had that logo in it, and then it was like skipping five seconds. Okay, I thought this is my, where my you phone... were going. I thought this no, for here... sure was where you were going with that. 
my phone was connected to the speaker. There's other people there. I had to hit the skip in five seconds, but I was like, this movie looks interesting. I want to find this. And I text in the group chat to see if I can get some information. Um, and then when Dominic totally punks me, I had to be like, it was a gaslight, uh, organized conspiracy. So, yeah. Okay. So what you're trying to get at is that this one uh, production or whatever has only yeah okay well I, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is how many of these exist like are like oh, okay bro, first really? of all first of all okay first of all entertainment manufacturing company again like I said this isn't as far as I can tell tied to any actual company or movie <laughs> studio so it's literally just a, a just a logo that was put into this movie yeah bro you could start making we, your own logo for this podcast and you could put it at the start of every podcast if we were doing a you video cannot one. do a logo like, for a podcast Grant I don't think you understand how podcast video works, one. But, all right, but fuck. do you? Like Joe Rogan does. Joe Rogan's got that little thing at the beginning that spins. It could be like that. Adam, do you not think this is as crazy as it, I do? It has to be for like money laundering reasons, right? Why? Like, because it's one place. Like, they're, they're shell companies. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's the only actual explanation. Um, or just that, like they like to like feed the fandom and see. God. But it's just like crazy, like availability, rare, only seen on the report. Yeah. And that just, I would be like the thing I looked it up. Me and my, well, so for, I haven't, like, I haven't seen my, it yet, so I don't really know, like, you know, what it pertains, and so I feel like that. Me, might have it to it be really has time, nothing to do with it. Me and my logo heads walking around downtown when we catch a <laughs> ultra rare mega logo. Yo, that's the ultra rare logo, bro. Me and my logo heads <laughs> losing like, our minds. You guys have like a foam head on, like, it's like a, a different foam head logo. Um, yeah. your Dude. yes, and the, they oh my god, and then like uh, the original <laughs> NFT of the logo, like the, all the logo heads are like chasing after it. Yeah, so are <laughs> NFTs leaving because I've kind of heard that they're like on the downfall, and maybe uh, no, they were on years. Jimmy Kimmel, bro. What are you fucking talking about? They were on Jimmy Fallon, bro. Did you say Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Uh, Pick one. Uh, what is the difference? What is tell uh, me what the actual Jimmy Kimmel's a lot less popular than Jimmy Fallon because okay, but Jimmy both Fallon's awful. on the late show no I don't believe that and Jimmy Kimmel's on the late late show so no one watches that shit and then only half those people don't NF- watch NFTs will never leave because uh, elites can use them to money launder like incredibly easily so they will forever be relevant well I heard because about of one that. guy who was like doing paintings and stuff like he still made art but then he took a Hunter photo Biden? of it and then sold it as an NFT. Yeah when he was smoking crack in the bathtub yeah he sold that as an NFT. Uh, he had a bath bomb in there. Uh, he was lighting a bunch of like uh, scented candles. They smelled like uh, crack and like uh, methamphetamines. And No bro he makes art bro. He's a fucking talented artist. Yeah when he, he actually his sold balls, his art for Yeah like that was a great masterpiece. Um, yeah Hunter Biden is actually ridiculously based like, <laughs> inhumanly like holy shit he's on another fucking level bro he's so sick no bro what I'm saying is like you know there's some guy who made art pieces and then took a photo of them and posted them as NFTs and made not only money for selling the art piece but selling it as an NFT as well like he made a whole workshop and he took a photo of the workshop and he was like this is where I'm working Dude, I think that's like a lot and of NFTs art man pieces, and then he sold his NFTs I, I, that's like all NFTs, bro. Every NFT is just some art that a dude made, for the most that's part. What, but you know what I'm saying. But that, but that's the thing. Is like most of that is computer generated. He hand painted all this stuff and he sold that for thousands of no, dollars. Well, but then no, he worked I'm, up and he sold a photo of that painting for thousands of dollars. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Well, so no, I think that's you're doubling actually, up basically. 
Well, yeah, but that's that was like the original intent of NFTs was for actual yeah, art. Yeah, well, no one followed that original intent. No, because you can use it to money launder, which is way better. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get into everyone's weeks. Lucas, how's your week? <sighs> um, oh no! <laughs> Grant's telling me that I should. You have reveal to tell him, Hey, we can just cut it out entirely, but, I mean, you have to tell him he's your brother. Uh, like, the fact that you told me before him makes me, you know, I want to say that I love you. Like, that makes me so happy that, like, we were friends on that I, level. The only reason I told you is because I have the least, uh, well, never mind, I shouldn't say that. What? <laughs> but No, go ahead and hurt no. my feelings. <laughs> go ahead and say it. Well, it's just like... Your opinion of me was going to be the least swayed by that information. No, you know my opinion was going to be the most based. You know that. You knew that. When you (laughs) called me, you were like, listen, Grant's got a very uh, reputable opinion based on this topic and based what we are, like, uh, bind and signature by. (sighs) Okay, well, what the hell is going on? I'll tell you about my week. I'll add some implications. You can figure it out from there. No but... questions until the very end, please. Okay. Essentially, I worked uh, 10 days in a row, 13-hour shifts. Cool. And, no interruptions. Uh... Okay. <laughs> um, and then... Uh... He just needs to talk straight through it. That's the only way we're going to get through it. <laughs> Stop interrupting. No, but it's true. Um, okay. <laughs> You're the only one. You're the only one interrupting. Alright, so anyway, did ten days of thirteen hour shifts. Um and then on the ninth day on the ninth day I was like, yo, I'm gonna go to REI. Get me one of them sleeping pads, because I'm gonna go backpacking this weekend. Um and so I wanted to, you know, sock up on some gear. That's what we gearheads call it. <laughs> sock up on some gear from REI. And then this girl approaches me. She's tall. She's hot. She's like, hey, Dom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's got, not that. how it went. How that's exactly how she said it. That, sounds, tall, tall, that tall. sounds like a woman. 5'11". You measured her? Let me pull out my measuring tape. No, I said, how tall are you? Because we were talking about the sleeping. We were talking about the sleeping pads. I was saying, yeah, tall people get taxed. Look at that, man. I I have to get the 77-inch one. She was like, yeah, tall people get taxed. I'm 5'11". She's not as tall as me, Grant. Yes, she is. You're not that (laughs) tall, bro. I'm six foot two. Okay, no, listen. you're not. That's how tall I am, and you're shorter than me. So you're fucking. I am not shorter than you, Grant. Right now, I am not shorter. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. Anyway, without interruptions, as Grant said, so she she goes, she's like showing me the same pads, um, and I'm like, uh, talking to her for like a half hour. We're talking about school and stuff. We get all sidetracked. I was like, "Yo, let me get that number, cuh. And then, um, fucking the next night is like uh, my final day of the ten days, and so then. Uh, then, like, I was watching The Wire at home, and Nathan's like, yo, this woman, my, my roommate's like, yo, this woman I met on some internet forum is telling me to come to this bar, and then we're like, okay, let's fucking do it. <laughs> so we go, and then uh, she tells us halfway th- there, she texts him, and she says we're at the Royal, and then um, the Royal is hell on earth, it's the worst place ever, it's just loud, horrific people, and <laughs> extremely loud music and college women. It's awful, it's really awful. So we're like, all right, let's go. We go there. I'm trying to get the DJ and the fucking jukebox to play Robot Rock. That the sounds whole time. like Spencer's <laughs> favorite. Dude. 
<laughs> I know. Um, but we go there. Are they underage women? Because no. okay, sorry. Continue. Spencer, yeah, uh, yeah, no, don't. <laughs> anyway, listen. So I get on the stage. Um, because we're looking for them. I get on the like dance floor and I see them. Um, because Nathan showed me some pictures and I was like, yo, is that them? And then uh, it was her and then another chick dude who was wearing a bra and like fishnet stockings but she had a beard so i was like okay i call that one first of all um <laughs> that's a shim right like, there let me get that shimmy shimmy yay shimmy yay shimmy yay but i approached i mean I, th- I told him the only reason i was gonna come out tonight was like psychologically torture these women he's like i don't care um yeah come on let's fucking go psychologically women in these women. parentheses right well she actually so she i learned later that she she was uh, a chick who's just on like a crazy amount of like testosterone yeah very sad but um yeah and then uh and then like i approach and i'm like immediately being terrifying and so they're like we have to go to the bathroom and then they just leave <laughs> and they text nathan and we're like hey we couldn't find you guys which is like total bullshit um but i so i guess my my psychological warfare did was working but then we went to uh me and nathan go to the the racket which is like a pinball bar and then uh, another one of our friends get, comes through, and they're all upstairs with me. We're playing pinball, and uh, REI girl is texting me, and I'm texting REI girl, and I'm like, "Yo, guys, REI girl is two blocks from here. She's saying I should meet her outside and then come back." Um, and they're like, "Okay, sure." And so I go meet her, and then we we go back to uh, the racket, and my friends are gone, and I'm like, "I swear they're real." Turns out they went to the bar. We go over there. Um, and then I won the pool match. We, we won the bet. And then, but she's like, like we're talking about scootering and stuff, you know? And um, and this is what I hate about women. Because she, like, can, can't even kickflip. Like, I'm a better skateboarder than her. And she's still shitting on us, like, so hard for, like, all the scootering. Okay, well, and, uh, hold on. I can't kickflip, so I don't understand what the issue is. Because I can, like... Tail yeah, I you can, can't kickflip, but you don't I can talk bar shit about spin scooters. And everything, you know, I can fucking scoot, so I'm just But kinda... you don't talk shit about scooters. My point is that she's talking shit about scooters, she can't even kickflip. It's like, bro, learn to kickflip and then talk shit about scooters. Okay, that um, but those are two different things. No, but but I'm saying <laughs> she's talking shit about scooters because of skate culture. She's not talking shit about scooters just because look, whatever. Regardless. She's talking shit and um and Jack uh or yeah, our other friend who's there, professional writer. Probably Jack, yeah. Literally has, dedica- has done it for like 15 years, dedicated his entire life to it. That's uh, how he's messed, like, met so most of his friends, made most of his money scooting. Okay. And um, and I'm like, yeah, you know the 11-foot bowl at Civic? And she's like, yeah, I know that. And I'm like, yeah, he airs that, which is like airing an 11-foot concrete bowl. You're literally risking your life. And she's like, yeah, that's not impressive at all. And um, and uh, so Jack gets like super pissed off, and he's like kind of like mouthing to me under his breath. Then we leave, and she's, like, still inside talking to a coworker that she saw. Yeah. And, uh, and Jack's like, dude, let's fucking, let's leave right now. Like, let's go, let's just go, because I offered to give her a ride home. And he's like, bro, no, we're, we're just different. And I was like, I don't. And then she walked out, and so I was like, all right, whatever. And then we get to his house to drop him off, because he had a few drinks. And uh, he just comes up to the driver window, and he's like, hey, by the way, you don't know shit, all right? You don't know shit. And he's just to like, her? her? Yeah, to her. She's, he just keeps telling her she doesn't know shit. I was like, all right, Jack, have a good night. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, we, we, we 
I'm, I'm like running every red light. I'm like completely speeding. I'm going like 60 and 20s running red lights. And she's like super fucking into it. And so like. <laughs> you do the Paul so Walker like, stare and drive on her. Yeah. No, that's the strap, bro. That's you how Paul Walker pulled. When you blow up but, point two one two and you <laughs> do the Paul Walker stare and drive on her. Bruh. And then, um, then I drop her off. I go home. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. No, I'm telling Nathan it's annoying that she's, you know, um, being this way about scootering because it's like you're you're so influenced by the culture. And then uh, she texts me. She's like, yo, come hang out. And I'm like, all right, okay. And then, how shortly after was that text message? Uh, like as soon as I got home. So maybe like five minutes later. <laughs> so basically um, a waste of time basically it should have been hey i'm not driving off at home we're going to my house well i think she just wanted me to drop nathan off and that was her strat or something i don't know but uh but yeah so all that to say i do have to get another tattoo and <laughs> i <laughs> yeah um and she didn't have any air conditioning either. It was awful. I couldn't sleep all night. I wake to like 6 a.m. Hey, Adam. Well, I know what we're going to talk about on the pod today then. Oh, no. <laughs> Adam's talking chastity, bro. You saw that chastity, bro. I'm, I'm, gonna, well, gonna I'm go. busting out my abstinence notes. Can, okay, stop, can I just... Now, now that we're in this mood, Adam, I have to come clean to you. I have to get another another tattoo. I already told oh Grant about it. <laughs> But, uh, Dear you know, the Lord, my, dude. My, my Wait, you coworker. Have to, you have to get two. Yes, my coworker seduced. My coworker seduced me, and and then. Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> I missed this dude. part. I thought you only needed to get one tattoo. Uh oh. But I told you about this like a month ago, Grant. What are you Lucas, talking about? You know how you did not miss bad this part. Memory, All right. So this happened a month what? ago. Maybe that's oh, why you're supposed my. to tell me because I don't remember. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I just, I told Grant, like... Hey, I gotta get a tattoo. It's fine. I mean, like, don't we all at this point besides Adam? Adam's Adam is freaking... the only one who's based. Well, here's the thing. We were talking about this earlier, and you women, were like, women yeah, just well, aren't attracted Adam's holding to out. Me. Adam, here's the thing. You're, you're, dating on girls, the game you're dating girls with racist tattoos on their knees and thighs and stuff, and you're not even banging them. Did like, you say the racist tattoos? Well, yeah, you don't remember her... A racist tattoo? No, the, darkness, the, darkness the, the blackness me down drives, until there's oh, yeah, a heart of mine or something. Oh, oh. I wasn't... Okay, first of all, I was not dating that girl. I went on, like, two dates with her. But that's the point, is you took this woman out and met her, you know, had all Dude, okay. friends meet her. Oh, hold on, Adam. Adam, wait, can I tell you something? Freaking wait, I'm interrupting Grant. Adam, that's Adam. Fine. Grant was, like, ta- talking to me about this. He's like, He's, like, saying, yeah, like... Adam's spending time with this woman and then not even having sex with her. <laughs> like, she just, it makes so little sense. No, it funny. does, because think about it. You are, why are you, why are you giving your attention to this female who's got all these tattoos and you know that she'd be having lots of sex, but you're not giving her sex? Like, why are you even with her then? She does not why necessarily not be having lots kid? of sex. Yes, it is. It is freaking defined if you have tattoos. No, you have first. Sex a lot. <laughs> no, it just means you have mental illness. That could mean a ton of things. Well, look at Lucas. He's got to get that, two more tattoos. That, that could be lots of things, bro. And, and uh, I mean, that was like one of the first conversations I had with her was like, uh, you know. Um, Are you racist? Yeah. That, but, you know, I, I, I clarify things like early on. And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to hang out. And uh, also, how many boyfriends have you had in the last two years? 
But why but would you? So you said that, that? pretty much. You said I mean, that was a social of. experiment. I'm just kind of confused. Like, well, it was a social experiment, and it <laughs> that would make more sense why you didn't have sex with her. Yes, every, every time I talk all to of life her, is every, a social experiment, Grant. Every time I talk to a woman, it's a social experiment. <laughs> Can I find intelligence here? The search continues. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, I just it, don't think. The best way to do it is like by bringing her around all your friends, all like right, the first am, or second time. You understand, like that's a. Okay, what well, ended I don't up being even a bring huge them around mistake. my mom for like two months. You know what well, I'm saying? The like, reason that ended up being a huge mistake was because my one friend who shall not be named could not stop saying the n word, even though uh, this was like wow. a person I brought over for the first time to like. Yeah. You can say it. We doxed him multiple times. Well, we all know who. It, everyone listening to the podcast knows who it is. Anyway, but. All right, it's funny that Grant laughed when you said that, Lucas. I think, dude, funny that you should say that too, because uh, like yesterday I was at I was at work, and uh, and I asked my coworkers when the the soccer game was, because I'm on the the company soccer team, and uh, they're like it's eleven on Sunday, and I was like that's when, I was like damn that's when church is, and they all just started <laughs> laughing really hard, <laughs> dude. and I was like why are you guys laughing? <laughs> And then they're all like, then they all like gave me the look and they're all like, I can't even tell if you're being serious or not anymore. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And then I left without saying, I, not like in an angry way, but I was like, I'm just going to go like for comedic effect. Um, but. Uh, like a, like a, I'm just going to go, you know? <laughs> well, I'm really, now, now that I'm telling the story, it sounds like I left really passive aggressively and I just like left without saying a word, but. It was funny in the moment, but... I mean, you have to um, understand, it was just... I would have thought the same way, you know? If you were like, I don't go to church, I would have been like... <laughs> I just, Dude, that's fucked, Grant. That's so funny. I don't understand. Yeah. I, why is because, it so ridiculous because, that a young because, man would go to church? Couple, no, no, it's not that. It's because I know you as a person. <laughs> what does that a couple mean? Of years, a couple yeah. years ago, you were a different person. I mean, so that's I true. You, exactly. So I have not seen you evolve into, you know, what you say you are. I mean, I guess that's fair. I just think it was weird. It is my, fair. No, my coworkers don't, don't know it me at fair. all. And so just right. just by, like, not knowing me at all, they just, like, immediately assumed that it was hilarious that I I'll said tell I was you this. Lucas's church. coworkers know him, and if he was to say the same thing, they would fucking crack up because... Dude, my coworkers... Would, do not understand me at all. I am <laughs> exactly. I am you have, the corner of the you party. have to keep them guessing, dude. That's why every day at work, I've been I've been drawing these little killers are here. I don't know if you guys. Okay, know. wait, hold on, what? hold on, hold on. Let me just say, let me just say, I walked into like the lunchroom and all my coworkers are there, and I fucking pull the seat back, like they're all just sitting there eating lunch, and I pull the seat back, turn it around, and sat on it backwards down. I was like, I know how you kids have been used to music class, but it's gonna be different this year. School of Rock. And I push the chair back in. Everybody just completely blank faced. Like, yeah. Man, it's fucking so hard. <laughs> I mean, with all these NPCs all that the time. That is so funny. Well, I've been doing at my job. Well, actually, I don't even do this at work because I would feel bad taking away company time. But instead, every weekend I spend hours. I take like home like work drawings, like. Uh, like prints of like schematics and stuff and then I just cover them in in incoherent thoughts like I have one that just says like there's copper under my skin there's copper under my skin it just says and it's like 11 by 17 paper so it's like these giant things and then just in tiny letters I just like cover it and and then every day like every Monday I come in I take that work and I put it into a secret my my like little office space has a secret drawer 
like it's behind a false door in my cabinet. Uh, there's like a false door in my cabinet. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I put all those drawings back there and I have never told anyone about it. And I'm going to just keep doing that until one day I quit. And then I'm going to not tell anyone. And then four months later, people are going to find like hundreds of drawings. I spend hours of this every week just to like cover the, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, I then mean, when I leave, everyone will think I'm like, like a crazy schizophrenic. Podcast? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start putting my boss's name in it too, and say like, uh, I guess I shouldn't dox my boss. Uh, I'll just say James. But I'm gonna start like just writing like, you know, James is the devil. James is the devil. James is the devil. Like hundreds of times in all these right drawings, and then when yes. and then when I leave, like, everyone's but gonna be scared. Everyone's gonna be scared for their life. But, like, did you guys know this guy was hella schizophrenic? I don't actually know why I'm doing it. It's not even like funny, but I can't help myself. It is a, no, it's a good, it's a good op. It's a good op. <laughs> I, I like it. I, like I, I don't know. I like where it's going. It's a long term bit. But it's it's, it's be taking it, a lot of it, my time. It is a long term bit, but man, it'll. But pay man, off. are they gonna be <laughs> fucking terrified? Yeah, you need they're, to they're gonna be so scared. It, it takes several be... hours a week. I don't know why, but yeah. Listen, anyway, when you record it, you put that shit on YouTube, and guess what? You're going to take off. Gonna uh, yeah, you're going to get the CCTV the footage of the FBI SWAT team coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking down your door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All um, right, gentlemen, um, let's get into it. It's Well, fine. okay, I didn't get to speak about my week, and my week was actually interesting. I don't give yeah, a no, fuck about I, I need to hear about Adam's week. All right, so... Tell me. me and Sp- so, Spencer's... So, D&D... No, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, don't, I don't play D&D, guys. That's for nerds. <laughs> um, no, Spencer, Spencer's date got sick. And so Let's he go. very romantically asked me to go to the Van Gogh exhibit with him. That's um, adorable. And it was super cute. Yeah, it was super cute. Uh, you guys kiss? Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, we kissed. <laughs> um, did, you know, did he actually have a date originally, or no? Was that a lie? Uh, well, his yeah, the girl actually <laughs> said she was sick. No, and you then, don't know for sure. That's Adam. You don't know for sure. It was oh, all oh, part like, of the plan to yeah, get you there. He tricked me into having a super cute date. <laughs> um, well, it worked, but um, I don't know. It was fun. So we went. We went down to the Van Gogh exhibit, and it's basically, it's this giant like they take. It's a giant. Um, it's at the Denina Center, so it's this massive room, and all the walls yeah, I and the it was pillars. It's a museum. No, it's at the Denina Center. Massive yeah, room. I know. All the walls have like uh, Van Gogh paintings on them, and like it's like this. Wow, giant... really? It's like this. Well, I was gonna explain Grant, the interesting part. Grant, you interrupt not, for someone. You're who... doing you are such too... a bad job of explaining this. I haven't finished. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> even started, speak. bro. I could have started. Yeah, I can't, so hard on I this can't man. start because you're fucking talking. Anyway, uh, as these massive like, it's like a slideshow of like lots of his paintings, and they're all moving. Um, and, like, so, like, the water's rippling and stuff. Um, sure. And, like, it was cool. I like seeing, like, I mean, looking at Van Gogh paintings is cool. Uh, but I feel like, one, the, 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 the effects they were using to make it move was not, like, very impressive. It looks like someone did it in, like, a, like, it looks like something someone could have done in, like, ten minutes using the right program if they knew how. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, to make the water look ripply, they just, like, applied a rippling effect to the water. And uh, mm. to make, like, the stars swirl, they just, like, took the circle tool and then, like, you know, did the thing. And mm. uh, and I've, if anything, it just kind of cheapens the work. Like, the entire reason you look at Van Gogh is because his art kind of, like, looks like it's moving. Like, that's the cool Adam, effect of the art. Adam, this is becoming an, an, underprivileged, <laughs> an underprivileged native woman 
spent 40 hours <laughs> making those animations. Just I mean, shit all over. I, I feel like... Are you ready for my take? No, wh- no, I'm not. <laughs> like, fucking no, he's just, he's describing his weight, Grant. Adam's take is bad. Uh, let him finish. It's an opinion, but guess what? Your opinion's wrong. All right, you let know what? Finish. You're not going to let me finish. Yeah, what's your take, Grant? Listen, I went pretty faded, so I was pretty stunned. And then everything was so beautiful, and you walk in, and you got, you know... 10 or 20 pieces of like I don't know 6 foot 5 to 7 feet it's like these sheets of paper and there's like wording being projected on it and it talks about not only Vincent van Gogh but it talks about his brother as well uh what was his brother's name Adam Theo okay so it talks about how they work together and how like basically Theo was in the shade of the work which I thought was very interesting uh and they don't everything is very like uh very vague you know it's like the the background that they go in on and stuff it's like they talk about him cutting off his ear but not too much and how he was psychotic but not too much and it goes through these things and then you walk in this room and it's a completely different thing it's you're in like a almost 4d i mean i guess it would be 3d but you know you're walking in like, you're in <laughs> it's almost giant, 4d though yeah which was flashing <laughs> on me and covering my face no uh you're you're in this giant room and there's like pillars and stuff and benches and everything. And I walk in and there's a guy I see immediately sitting in a corner with headphones in. He's some Asian guy sitting in a corner on the ground, just looking up, obviously tripping balls. And there's like 40 other people in this room. And we walk in, we're walking around and stuff. And it just like goes over his paintings throughout a lifetime. But the only, th- but you know, you talk about the ripples and stuff, man. I took mushrooms a couple uh, weeks ago, <laughs> and um, when the paintings, when you're watching them and everything, it almost looks like they're breathing, or, you know, and, like, they're, it's, you know, they're broadcasting it on the floor and stuff, you know, it looks like you're walking on the water ripples and everything. Wait, you took, mushroom, when, when, you took mushrooms when you were at the exhibit? Or no, are you talking wish, about other no, paintings now? I wish, no, I wish I would have. No, it was, uh, it was a week before. I took it with uh, Tyler and Brendan. And you're saying other time. paintings look like they're moving. Well, I'm saying that the way that they show the ripples and the breathing and everything is the exact same that things look like when you're on mushrooms. Like if I was, you know, like when we took mushrooms and we went on a walk and I was looking at trees and it looks like they're kind of, you know, breathing in and out and in and out. They have the animations do that on purpose. And so then I look at that guy sitting in that corner and I go, oh, he gets it. You know, and it's, a, it's meant to be the well, same. So see- we were supposed to... We were supposed to take the mushrooms and go. So, when well, when Grant finds when Grant well, finds photo booth filters, it's over. Okay, well, <laughs> see, that's what the paintings are supposed to be able to do without like any digital effects. Like I can, like they have every video game has a freaking background, like you know the loading screen that like moves a little bit. Like it's not a yeah. super impressive thing. I mean, I just think like the paintings are best displayed when they are as they are, because that's the entire point of his artwork is that it moves on its own. Or um, if they were very, very, absolutely. very... Absolutely. And, and I mean, never, I'll, I'll admit, if they're on a shit ton of drugs, um, maybe that would increase your experience. That's that's fine. I mean, I all. wish I would have done, like, just a little bit. But even then, it just was interesting to go, wow, I took these a week ago, and here I am now looking at this and go, wow, it is pro- projected in the same manner. And so then you get to start thinking about, like, wow, does everyone that comes to, like, artist things just, like, do mushrooms? It's like everyone doing these drugs, you know? It becomes this whole thing that I was starting to think about, like... Grant, you are incapable of separating reality from... (laughs) 
<laughs> no, all these Without people are doing the... drugs. If I'm watching this sober and I'm seeing how they're projecting it with this breathing in and out thing, it's like, okay, these people have done the drugs before, they have done the mushrooms before, and this is how they're going to project it on people that are either doing them or not. Like, they're, you know, pertaining to a certain crowd is what I'm trying to get at. Could not just be artists with a that. good idea of uh, artistic theory as well. Also, the guy no, was suffering a lot, and that'll really similar, fuck up And your... I have my family members going and stuff, and I look at it, and well, I go, what you're no, referring they to, don't you're understand. Saying, they don't fully understand. You're saying it was too similar after people started using digital effects to, like, spruce it up. You're Correct. not even referring to the actual painting. So maybe the people who spruced it up were on drugs. and that's, uh, No, that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying okay, the okay. people that are putting this on are pertaining to a certain audience, you know? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. if it doesn't capture that audience, maybe it gets a couple outsiders, but you're not going to truly appreciate it unless you're part of that audience. So I almost feel like it diminishes it because, you know, if I if you're like me and you haven't seen it before, you know, haven't seen the actual paintings and everything and, you know, this movement that they're looking for or whatever. Like, yeah, this is an immersive experience and everything. It's nice, but it's going to take away from it. I feel like people are going to... You know, if you see that, Wait, so if you, you go back and look sides at it, from... you're like, mm, yeah. It sounds what? like now you're agreeing with me. Yeah, it sounds like you switched sides from your original. Well, bouncing back and forth. But <laughs> okay, well, uh, no, I mean, I there there was like a section. There's two sections. There's like the big room, and then there was a section with quotes. I didn't really like that section too much either, just because like all the quotes were on like super zoomed in paintbrush strokes. So there's, yeah, they were very really, vague. You couldn't really see any art, and, like, I I really like going to the museum and reading, like, big blocks me of text too. and, like, learning about stuff, but this was just, like... See. I had to back up far, and I feel like the only thing that I got light on was that it wasn't just him, well, his brother no, was what, involved, it was the thing, I it was just that like, was very important. Well, it just didn't have that much information, like, it was, like, 20 quotes that they spread out over this massive room, none of them were from Van Gogh himself, most of them were just from his brother, and, I mean, they were kind of right. interesting, but... They also had, like, a giant block of Spanish text. I don't know how many people we have here that can't speak English and only speak oh, Spanish. Yeah. But anyway, but, like, I just, I don't know. Like, if it, if it had well, actually been, like, good informational stuff, it would have been, like, I would be more interested in, like, going through and reading it all. But it was just, like, okay, I have to walk another 30 feet to, to like, read this other thing. The, yeah, I'm not even saying I didn't. The thing that I'm we not... left out was that half of the thing was, you know, in English and the other half was in Spanish. And it's like, well, was he Spanish? No. Was he of Spanish descent? No. So what's the fucking point of this? Well, I think he was Italian, but... He was not Italian. Uh, he was French, pretty sure. All Look right, up, hold on. He was French. Um, um, I'm going in. No, I mean... Dutch! It, it was... I think he... Dutch! Lived... Okay, his, his brother, like, Brooklyn? lived in France. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What I was just saying was that, like, I, I, I think the exhibit overall was cool. Like, I enjoyed going to it. I just, I don't Me know. It, I, I was just pointing out some of the criticisms I had. But, I mean, overall, like, walking in, it was it was, it was a cool experience. Let me tell you this. I would it do it again. It was a little too expensive for what it was. That's what I'm saying. However, we get to go on a very cutesy date with our one and only Spencer Gillespie. Yeah. Well, that was really nice. That was really nice. I'm just saying, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily pay forty dollars for something someone did with like some easy tools and then project it on the wall. It was cool. Licensing. Licensing, bro. Um, no. So, well, that was. 
that was okay but the the cooler part of my week was everything that happened around that trip because when me and spencer were driving around like going there and coming back just a bunch of like weird shit was happening uh this car started honking at this other car because it wanted to turn down a one-way street and the car was in the way so the car was like the hell are you doing so the car got out of the way and then the car drove down the one-way street and then some dude just started screaming at the top of his lungs because this car was beeping so the dude just started screaming beep beep like after the car had stopped like in a mocking way but then he just kept doing that like for a long time he just kept walking down the street screaming beep as loud as he could so that was really cool then there was like this guy who i think was a wizard in disguise and he had these two giant like marbles like these massive like apple-sized glass marbles and he was spinning them in one hand like not doing anything cool but just spinning them like they were uh those like um what do you call those balls that people spin in their hands just to like fushigi no yeah i mean like it was like fushigi type balls but he all he was doing was making them go in a circle but he kept like moving them up and down as if you and like waving his other hand around and stuff like he was doing some sort of ritual i thought that was really cool probably wizard in disguise he wasn't doing any tricks but Overall, that experience was interesting. But the most interesting thing that happened was when we were driving, um, we were going like 45, 50 miles an hour, and this woman and this dude just run out into the center of the street, like right in front of our car, so that uh, Spencer has to like slam on the brakes to not hit these people. And then they, the woman starts running around our car, and so Spencer immediately locks the doors because he's like, oh, shit, these people are like trying to – like." They're highwaymen. They're, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but it turns out it, she was doing what you do when you're trying to avoid moose in Alaska. So she was, she was running around the car so that this guy couldn't get her. So it was like this comical, like, Looney Tunes thing where she just kept going in circles around the car. And the guy's, like, running after her in circles around the car. Um, and then when I understood that that was happening, I, like, got out of the car. Um, and... Wait what i'm just like was he dude to holy shit he's the peak of his story shut the fuck up yeah, but- <laughs> man i'm like on the edge of my seat here uh so anyway so this guy's chasing this woman around the car uh so i get out of the car and i like i put out my hands and i'm like yo stop <laughs> and so the guy like stops but he's like still like walking towards me and the woman on the and i'm like i i like try to talk to the girl and i'm like uh what's going on like why is this guy chasing you um and she's just like like only looking at him and is like not acknowledging me at all so i'm pretty sure she's on drugs like either she's like really scared for her life or she's on drugs i probably both um and then the guy comes and walks up and uh and he's just like he's like he was saying something he was very clearly on drugs and now all the three like three of the lanes is a four lane highway thing um and so three of the lanes are completely stopped and uh because of what's going on and then uh, and cars are trying to get around on the fourth lane now and uh it was just a really weird experience so then i started he was clearly on drugs so i started doing the old hypnosis trick so i was like hey man you just you want to go home man you want to go out of out of out of hey big guy the sun's getting real low. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you gotta hit him with <laughs> I, that's pretty that's pretty much what i did i was just talk. i was like i was literally going like dude you want to go home man you want to go home you don't want to keep chasing this woman. You want to go home. And some of the ladies in the car next to us start were calling the police. So I was like, they're calling the police, man. You're going to get arrested, dude. And he keeps walking at me. And it was it was really weird. Um, he ended up just like, after I 
said that a couple of times. I think I really got to him. His eyes kind of glazed over and he started walking <laughs> back towards his house. Um, and, and then the women ran in the opposite direction, like across the street and like disappeared into the woods. Like they should normally. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was a, it was a really weird experience, but it, it, it kind of went into what we were talking about last week on the drunk, the drunk cast. Um, just like, like you should, you should at least be, okay, here's, here's a, the thing is like you should be like a i was thinking about this you should be like a labrador and in the sense that like you don't want to you, you should be cute like as you fuck. could you could beat you could beat a labrador if it was like running at you like you would win in a fight against a labrador i think i don't i've not seen a lot of people fight labradors but the you point say, is is uh, that like, like uh pitbull yeah but the point yeah like you could win against a pitbull <laughs> but the point is like you don't want to fight a pitbull you know what I mean? Like you don't. It's not worth yeah. the risk. It's not worth the damage. So that that's that's what I was trying to get to in last week was just you want to be at no, the I, point. I you. you want to be at the point where like you're intimidating enough that someone doesn't want to like risk getting hurt. Like yeah, he could beat you, but you know. And for for me, that was when when he walked up to me, I like stuck out my hands like I did like the double stop sign, and he walked into my hands and he was like, "Don't touch me," and I moved my hands back because he was on drugs and he probably had like a lot of diseases in his teeth. So I was like, damn, he's, he already learned the strat. Like he knows what he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, he like clearly is on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you can't become strong at the gym or learn martial arts, like at least do like meth and have diseases in your teeth <laughs> just to get other people to back off. Cause like I probably could have beat the you guy go one up. way or the other. Like I could have beat him cause he was on drugs, but like, I don't want to get bit. You know what I mean? So it's, like it's the forked road to manhood. It's either <laughs> meth yeah. or working out. So, I mean, um, he, he had that part figured out. On drugs, you know, it's like, if you're doing PCP, like, man. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't worth my risk. Way. It wasn't worth the risk. But, you know, I, but, so that was interesting. I, um, I like the part of the story where you guys were driving, but I didn't like the part of the story where you protected a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live and learn, I guess. You live and learn. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so that was my week. So that was, that was fun, I guess. Yeah, um, this is actually really good. I'm enjoying that we're like uh, 40 minutes in and we're talking about a week. So here we go. <laughs> we still haven't finished. Um, we haven't finished fucking the most basic I'll intro part of the podcast. Yeah, but maybe that's how it should be. Sure, it's just the two, the listeners just tune in to hear about our week. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, well, we, all of our pity was, was on Saturday, so happy birthday to me. Wow, <laughs> happy birthday to you, bro. How many days ago was that? Two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. How That's old fun. are you now? Uh, Hundred. Old enough, you know. It's all downhill from here, bro. Shout out women that are maybe under eighteen. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was all right. Uh, we went up to my friend's cabin, and it's in uh, Cooper Landing, so it's on Kenai Lake. And usually we're gonna get rained out because it's been raining all month, but we got you know some pretty decent weather. I got some good photos and. Uh, Overall, good time. I've had some pretty, like, good birthdays in the past couple of years. We're on a good spam, so... I mean, I wish you guys were here to experience it. Uh, I had texted you, Adam, but I figured you worked. Um, yeah. Spencer couldn't make it. Uh, you know, people couldn't make it, but it was a good time, so... It was pretty good. Me, you know, I'm 23, which... I don't think that means anything. Uh, yeah. No, dude, I've already been 23, bro. It means your life is, uh... It's just gonna get worse from here. That was the last good. That was the last good year you just had. Yeah, I feel like after I, Taylor Swift twenty two, I'm just like. <sighs> yep. Now, now, now you're on a Miley Cyrus twenty three. 
Yep. Oh no. You know, the, the waiter asked him any bottles. I like cocaine. I've got a bunch of eyeliner under my eyes. I've got big bags in my eyes, mascara. I just saw this bullshit. Yeah. Um, the Taylor Swift to Miley Cyrus is not a good shift. Um, you're pretty much fucked. Uh, your life is going to be downhill from here, Grant. True, true, true. Okay, but other than that, though, you know, <laughs> birthday was good. A lot of people came out. No one died. No one drowned. No one got alcohol poisoning. How can you say it was good, then? It's not a real true. Viking birthday. Yeah, bro. Oh, uh, Nancy right. Pelosi was there. AOC was there. I just got to oh, those titties for hours. That is nice. Yeah. All right. But, um... That was my weekend, and 45 minutes in, we are in. We're Tell ready to start the up. podcast. Tell us what's up, babies. Let's Perfect. get in this first topic. Are you ready for the Adam meet, Leland. dude? Adam, I Wait. think this topic is going to take the whole time. We could go two and a half hours. We go three hours. You know, whatever you need. Dude, now is the okay, time. Okay, hold on, hold on. Very last side note before, before, the topic, <laughs> before Adam's topic. No, I have to. I have to. Um, my No, not right now. I'm fucking doing something, bro. Go away. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, so... No, we have to just tell us. He just knocked on my door. So, okay, so... Uh, fucking Nathan's, like, sitting on our deck, and he's like, there it is, the black SUV. And I walk over, and there's no car there. And he goes, it was just there, man. <laughs> so I started doing that to my coworkers. Adam, I think you could incorporate it in your skin <laughs> It's really fucking good. There, there doesn't even have to be a black SUV. Sometimes there can be, but sometimes there doesn't have to be. And you just go, dude, it was just there. Black SUV. I think um, I will start doing that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to add it to your repertoire. Okay, Adam, go for it. Go. Um, well, I have to throw away all the topics I had for today because um, I just brought up my notes on abstinence. So um, that's going to be the pod for today. Let's uh, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I actually... I'm looking at my note sheet here. I actually wrote this uh, like several, at least two years ago, I think, because um, I wanted to make a, a secular defense for abstinence. Because it was uh, it was at that point in my life where I was going to church and like was just trying to figure stuff out. And then I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't really sold on 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 Christ, so uh, I just wanted to make a secular defense and see what that brought me. Um, I guess. Yeah, if we're gonna, if if you guys want to talk about this, uh, I guess I guess I would just say like I'm not saying that this is the, the way to live or that I'm correct, but I hope that if the listeners are listening out there, then uh, hopefully they'll at least take everything you know seriously and and uh, try to make up their minds afterwards and actually All think right, about it. All right, get it going, man. Yeah, get it going. Jesus no more Christ, preface. No more intro. Because right now I'm not taking it seriously at all. Well, I'm taking it seriously. Go. Thank you, Lucas. All right. Well, okay. So let's see. Okay, I'm gonna have to read. I'm reading through my notes. Thank I've, you, brother in Christ. Thank Lucas you, brother Lincoln. in Christ. I on this fucking straddling rock, space ranger sound. I'm just reading through my notes, so I might I might have to like pause every every time we bring up a new point just to like get a quick run through of what I had written. But I broke it down into like three different things, which is the pragmatic aspect, which is. Um, that's like the most easily dismissed one. So I guess we'll get into that one first. And then I broke it into the woman and the man because, uh, women and men are inherently different. So I think the topic kind of affects both of those, uh, those people differently. Um, oh, da- ah, I just called women people. Um, <laughs> shoot, slip, of the, slip of the tongue, slip of the tongue. <laughs> um, 
All right, well, okay, so Pragmatic was first. I guess I'll just read through each of these points, and then you guys can comment um, and tell me what you guys think. I guess Grant will be our, our discerning voice. Uh, he'll, be the, he'll be the voice of the listener who disagrees with me, I suppose. Um, but the, pragma- the Pragmatic is the least convincing because, um, because whenever you have, like, these minute statistical probabilities, whenever you're making, like, an argument like this, you can just immediately say, like, oh, that wouldn't happen to me. And then, so you're like, I don't think anyone's really swayed on these on these on these points because because of that. But the first one is that like, one, for for the pragmatic section, the first point is that abstinence removes your chances of contracting a sexually transmitted disease. Okay, prior to the sexual revolution, uh, only gonorrhea and syphilis were yeah. like prevalent. Like that wasn't there, those were like the main two, and everything else was just like some of them didn't exist or like you know there was almost the nobody had them. Um, but after the sexual revolution, there's like, now there's like more than 25 different kinds of STDs that are super prevalent in, in America. So that's the first reason. Secondly, uh, abstinence is the only surefire way of not conceiving a life, which, um, as, as me and Lucas at least would agree, means either you're going to be rearing a child, um, when you're probably too young to be ready for that, or you're going to need to do an abortion, which if you believe as Lucas and I do, um, that is the extermination of a life. So th- that would be my, pri- those are the only two things I have to put in the pragmatic section. Um, but it's essentially that there, there's like actual, like real life consequences that are, are very tangible. Um, so I guess if you guys want to respond to that first. True. Um, I mean, there's not much to say. Use the rubber. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Grant, do you have any? Do you have anything to say about that? No, my mom agrees though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go. It's. I mean, it's crazy. Well, she just heard what you said and she oh. agrees. So. Yo, based. Um, dude, go. you gotta bring your mom on the pod, bro. No, um, probably not. No, it's. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh fuck! Sorry, I just stuck a needle through myself. Okay. Uh, I do have a, a small response. Yeah. Um. Just that, like, my... Okay, he's, like, right in the next room, but my roommate, basically, uh, he's, like, a football player. He very much talks about his body count, and, like, he's, like, ask me on mine. I'm, like, I'm not going to tell you that. Why the fuck would I tell you that? Why the fuck would... That's, like, not a flex. Um, but then, uh, but then, like, he's, like, always trying to, like, bring girls over here. Why why doesn't he just count your tattoos? (laughs) True. Because he doesn't find know out what it was before what what the number was before that. Um, so then uh, he um, I he was like, he's like always saying like he's Christian and everything. So I was like like what happens if you knock up a girl? He's like I guess I have to marry her. And I'm like you're like such a a dog. Like you're just so focused on having sex with as many women as possible. But like. I guess it's still. Is he though, or is he just trying to find the first one that'll accept it, and then he just is like, "Oh, thank God, I'm in there, like swimwear." No, I mean, like I have a room right next to it, so he's. I mean, he's succeeding, but. uh, Oh, you listen succeeding. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was funny that he was like, "Yeah, I guess I have to marry her." (laughs) See, listeners, that's not a situation you want to have to put yourself in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, Listen, so that was the first point. getting tattoos, so it doesn't matter. True. Um, and then the second point, these points are a bit longer, so... Uh, the second one is about, like, the damaging aspects to uh, to women 
um, when you're having sex out of wedlock. And um, for one, it strips women of value when they have a high body count. Uh, and it is not good for their mental Man, health. Man, I don't give a fuck about her mileage. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Man, can she ride it? Is she sliding? No, no I don't give a fuck about her mileage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so when you treat a woman um, or – well, when you treat sex as being transactional, it belittles the spiritual significance of uh, sex and it causes – I mean, that is something that you can't really escape. And when you are a woman, because that's happening to you, it's going to, like, you're objectifying your tools and then therefore you then begin to objectify yourself. Um, and when you increase supply, you decrease demand. Um, and so what happens is when women are having, like, lots of sex, um, men cease to become interested in them um, because they're presenting themselves as a product. Um, and some people I've, I've talked to people about this and everyone like always says like, that's not true. Um, uh, for some reason, like I've, I've, I've talked to so many people about this and they always pretend like they don't agree with that. And then, and then I present them with like a hypothetical and I say like, okay, if there were two women who were the exact same and one's a virgin and the other has slept with like 50 men, which one of them would you choose? And yeah, I, I want the one with practice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, you just broke my argument in half, dude. Uh, but I mean, I mean, but it's it's not even just about that. It's like, it's it's, I mean, like you innately yourself, you kind of know the answer to that question. But whenever you have a question like that, if you look at it in a broader context of like every different society, like every single society. Well, not every single one, but as a general rule, societies across the world um, prize virginity and like it's it's like it's the it's the fabrication of <clears throat> it's it's one of like the main like stones in, in every religion is that you you're supposed to like prize virginity and treat sex with like a sort of spiritual significance. Like even if you're not religious, the fact that that is a repeating pattern across distinct societies that haven't interacted with each other shows you that even if you're not religious, there's definitely like a biological aspect to that fact. Like men just simply don't want women who have been sleeping around with a lot of men. And there's like a lot of reasons for that. Um, one, you can't be sure that, you know, the, the baby is yours, which, which if you're thinking biologically, that's like a genetic, you want to, you want to be taking care of your own child. Um, but also you don't want to be like, gathering STDs and stuff. Um, and so the fact that that's hardwired into your brain, even if you disagree with it, even if you say like, oh, that, that shouldn't be the case, it doesn't change the fact that it's hardwired into your brain. And so when you begin to sleep with like a lot of women, you are lowering the, her value to other people's, uh, to like future potential partners that she might have. Wait, pause here. Yep. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the fucking great irony that like, like, it's like how the younger woman is the higher her value, the older man is the highest value. Or or it's like the same thing, like, the more bodies a woman has, the lower her value. The more bodies a man has, the higher his value. Not, not, not obviously, like, in an exact one-to-one sense, um, just like the age thing. But, like, I'm saying, like, okay, that means this man is confident, and he's intelligently confident, and uh, that's like that... 
that's the most valuable trait in a man. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just an interesting point. No, yeah, and, like, just like what you were saying about uh, confidence being valued in a man, like, chastity is a virtue in a woman because it is an example of the things that we value in women, like, um, right. like discipline, sacrifice, right? Like, chastity is not a synonym. Chastity is not a synonym. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But it's it's a it's a it's a displayer of discipline and sacrifice. You know, it shows that you prize long term goals over short term self gratification. Um, it shows that like you're you're responsible and you actually care about um, doing things that are like good for you. Uh, right. Was that I don't know if I put that like in the best way possible. Um, but I mean, you can see this, like, if you look at, like, statistics of, like, marriages and stuff, um, the divorce rates after, you know, um, having more sexual partners, the divorce rates continue to get higher. And so it's like, if, if you've never had, I, there's like a lot of different studies on this, um, where people are, usually they take two different studies, um, one on divorce rates and one on something like um, your sexual partners. Um, and there's like a lot of studies on this and a lot of different mergers, but no matter like where you're looking, like they're all relatively the same. And so some studies say like with no previous partners, you're it's five to 10% of those end up with a divorce, but you know, overall the trend's the same. Um, and then I think the one study I was looking at said like 20%. So it goes from 10% to 20% if you've had a previous exploit and then it goes to like 30% if you've had two previous exploits. And then obviously, like the highest percentage of divorce rates is people who have had, you know, 10 plus sexual partners. Um, and a lot of it is because of that. It's, it, it's funny. The article I was reading uh, about this, where the it was about divorce rates and, and sexual partners, the it, it prefaced with uh, it prefaced to say that the study wasn't funded by conservatives. Because it's such like an a, a, it's a, such such so much more a conservative ideal to like um, you know uh, value long term goals to be hateful and bigoted and also those God I love those um, but yeah so uh, but I mean like that's obviously not surprising all these like divorce rate these statistics it's not surprising um, because uh, you're showing a woman if she's sleeping around with a lot of men. Um, she's showing that like she is not capable or she's less capable of being, you know, uh, chased. And then you didn't, that way you start the marriage off with already there's a sense of potential distrust. You know what I mean? Like right. if a woman is sleeping with like dozens of men, I mean, that's why, I mean, whenever you hear about women cheating on guys or even the other way around, it's you know, like 99% of the time, th those are people with high body counts, people who have, you know, you don't really hear stories about, oh, yeah, I, I married my or even just I was dating this boyfriend and he's my first boyfriend. And, you know, even though like that could happen, but most of the time you're hearing about all that drama and shit. It's like, oh, she slept with my best friend. That's because her body count is like 30, dude. What were you expecting? Right. Um, and so you're already kind of starting your marriage off in a difficult place because there's a layer of trust has been established when you don't sleep with other people. Cause then it's like, oh, okay, I'm now entering a relationship with this woman. I can trust that even if she's in a room full of men, she's not going to like, I can trust that I can, you know, she can go to a convention in another state. 
I can trust that she's not going to sleep with anyone there because she clearly has uh, the discipline to not do that sort of thing. I know that before the relation, before the marriage even begins, right? Yeah, and it's like, uh, it's like my my friend who was um, who's dating that virgin I told you about, who's like twenty eight and she's twenty seven. It's like, and you know they're they're dating in a in a chaste manner, and it's like. Even, like, on your worst night of your relationship, she's not going to go fuck some other dude. Like, there's no, there's zero shot of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and even if your girlfriend wouldn't do that, I mean, that layer of trust is, is really valuable in, in the first sense. Um, and also, I guess also that, that kind of brings me to one of these other statistics studies I'd, I'd point, written here. Um, was that the couple... So, because pe- people always, always say that, like, premarital sex helps you pick a partner... I had this conversation with someone like literally two weeks ago and they were, it was a girl and she was like, yeah, it just lets me, it helps me like pick a partner with greater sexual compatibility. Um, and that's an argument that you'll hear a lot if you talk to people about this. Um, but statistically speaking, that's simply not true. Like people who have less sexual, people who have never had a sexual partner before. If you look at the statistics, it is not an incon. Is not a small amount the margin that which they are happier with their sexual life. Like they are much happier with their sexual life if they haven't had any partners before that. Um, right, and that that goes back to like where so, the 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 worst thing that ever happens to you is the worst thing that ever happened to you. It's the same thing with the opposite. It's like best thing that ever happened to you is the best thing that ever happened to you. So the more you chase sexual novelty, the mo- novelty, the more you're gonna want to chase sexual novelty. The only reason you ha- have adapted what you think of as a sexual taste is because you were already chasing the dragon for long enough that now you think you have to have somebody who's chased the dragon at least to that point um whereas if if all you've had is missionary ever then you're fucking stoked every time you're like dude this is, the best. <laughs> this is fucking yeah 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 i mean yeah I, that was a really good way of putting that i like that quote that you said um yeah i mean it's just like anything like all these things i mean Drugs. I, I think it's it's a cool to it's cool to do drugs. It's cool to link. <laughs> it's cool to link. I mean, it's 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 very convenient to link these. Kids, turn off the podcast. <laughs> it's very convenient to link statistics that use drugs and sex, just because like when we were doing. I don't remember if we actually did a podcast on porn or whether I was just using those statistics for my bulletin board when I was an RA. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can link these things really easily because the only thing drugs do is they high, they, they, they take over the parts of your brain that are, are like made for sex. Like that is what drugs are doing when they're giving you like dopamine, right. like those receptors. I remember this. I remember the John Doyle video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a video about, por- there's a really good John Doyle video about porn. If you haven't watched that, you should definitely check that out. Cause that's. That'll help you it's get called quit. How porn is destroying you and our country. And he talks about uh, a lot of neuroscience papers that show that heroin is like heroin is the most directly linked. Heroin just like completely just binds to sex receptors, and it's basically like you're having an ultra orgasm. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that's why that's why these comparisons work. Um, but to like what you were saying, um, it's it's like short term like dopamine highs, because um, if you've like only ever had cigarettes then like if you if you if you if you're living life normally you're gonna be i mean okay you're gonna be happy or not happy um but let's say you're a normal healthy individual you're living life normally you're gonna be perfectly happy just doing normal things 
if you start smoking cigarettes or if you start doing nicotine, um, you suddenly lose the, but you can't then, then like those experiences cease to become enjoyable without the nicotine to be there, um, as a guide. So, uh, what happens is like something like, I don't know, having fun in the sun or just, you know, going swimming, you know, you want to, you suddenly want nicotine to, to reach that level of, of your heightened experience. Whereas before you had nicotine, you had zero desire for that. Um, and I think that's very similar to when you're talking about sexual partners, like you're not going to be missing out on something that you didn't have. Um, you're creating like false equivalencies of what things should be like when you do things like that. Um, like cigarettes, cigarettes are bad for you. But once you once you start smoking them, you just you can't stop it, and it's still bad for you. And it didn't it didn't really make your life better. Like people who smoke cigarettes aren't happier people, you know. They're not. Um, <laughs> okay, well, um, but anyway, so that, um, yeah. Well, if you like, yeah, every, there's nights where I want to drink, but there's never mornings where I wish I drank last night. Exactly. Every every um, every sexual conquest that like you partake in just raises the chance that your current partner isn't going to meet your expectations. Right. Um, and, and then, and then, and the other thing, <laughs> yeah, Grant, are you still there? Oh shit. He hella dipped. Wait, he actually is muted. He fucking, I don't know what he's doing. He's talking to mommy. Maybe he really didn't like this conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, well, and, and uh, the other thing is it also goes both ways, right? Because it's not just about you and your experience when you have, when you're in a relationship, it's about your partner's experience and your partner is also going to be increasingly anxious if, uh, if, if you've had a lot of sexual partners, cause then, cause then one, cause you as a person, you already know this fact, like everything that me and Lucas just said. So then you're going to be thinking about your partner and you're going to be like, dang, what if I'm not measuring up to like their previous experiences? What if they're thinking like, oh man, this this girl's not doing like everything that I like that the last girl did, you know, and that makes your partner more uncomfortable as well. And so it's it's a double-edged sword in that sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Grant. You haven't talked for a little while. Do you have anything to say about all that? Grant um, keeps muting himself. <laughs> God, he's fucking. He's he's hitting the bong right now. He's ripping. <laughs> Why are you muting yourself? I appreciate that. Greg. That it has nothing to do with your Discord muting. You're not recording through Discord. That's also true. You're not recording through Discord, so don't <laughs> worry about it. Okay. Anyway, all good. But he yeah, himself again. Grant, what do you <laughs> do? You want to say anything about everything that we just talked about, bro? Grant, what are you doing, bro? Is Grant's watching TikToks guaranteed? Grant, what the fuck are you doing, bro? All right, what's your take? What's your take? What's your take? Is there is there anything we said that you disagree with? Oh, okay. Based. Okay. All right. Well, if you don't disagree with anything, then I'm just going to keep going unless you have something you want to say. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, I'm going to keep going. Grant. I've got a lot of notes. I just haven't talked to you in a week. All right. Uh, okay. Wait, wait. 
Uh, okay, so the next thing, let's see. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna scroll through my notes here a little bit. Uh, oh shoot, yeah. Uh, the the second part of the the woman aspect is also, um, like it's actually poor for their mental health, and I'll get into why that is because I I have like a theory on on why that is and like a biological reason. But just to like begin with, going into statistics, I found like a lot of articles where like among female youth, sexually active American girls, um. And I, I think that means like people under 18, maybe, or under 21. But is is the 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 article said female youth? I can't remember exactly what age range they specified. But they attempt suicide at six times the rate of people who have not had sexual partners in the same age range. Um, the likelihood of you leaving home prematurely is increased by a factor of 10. Your odds of being arrested is increased increased by a factor of nine. Uh, your odds of being suspended increase by a factor of five. Your odds of abusing drugs increases by a factor of ten. Um, they're more likely because to exhibit more academic Fortnite? performance, psychological problems, problem behavior syndromes. Uh, have unfavorable but, family relationships. Okay. It just keeps going. There's just like Adam to be devil's advocate here. Isn't that a chicken and the egg scenario? See, I don't know. Well, okay, I'm yeah. Um, I could see why people would say that. And I think a lot of times when people make those arguments, like whether it's this or porn or something, um, it's because they might be like somewhat correct. Um, but because like you do drugs because you're depressed, for example, but then you can make the argument like, well, you're doing, you're either doing, sorry, you're either is, are, is the drugs making you depressed or is you being depressed making you want to do drugs? It's like maybe maybe they're both true in their own specific aspects. It doesn't mean that one is helping the other. Like the fact that these yeah. are even linked, the fact that these statistics are even linked in the first place shows that there is like a positive correlation. And then you have to ask true. like why that is, you know what I mean? Like, y- yeah, maybe you can say drugs are making you depressed, depression is making you do drugs. But in the, it, at the end of that question, you have to go, well, why are those things so closely related in the first place? Like maybe those are both bad things. Um, and I don't know, that's, that would be like my answer to that in a nutshell. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just bad for them. Emotionally speaking, it's bad for their mental health. Um, it, it does make you do worse in school. Also just depression in general, this is just a different thing, but if you well, have depression, like, actually lowers the size like of your brain. Like you, you decrease increase. in gray matter, so like being depressed makes you more retarded. Think about that next time you want to be sad. I uh, think, hey, maybe I shouldn't do this because it's bad for my brain. Yeah, um, I just, I just saved hundreds of people. I just saved thousands of people from being depressed by between the ages of No, but I mean, I, and the, the the reason like I think that this is my this is my theory. This is just I don't know if this is true at all. Uh, but it came to me in a dream, so I believe it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I mean, in a very broad sense, I, I I thought about this after I was reading about like the Coolidge effect. But like in a really broad sense, mammals tend to share a lot of behavioral patterns. Um, and so you can you can look at like mammals and look at humans, and generally speaking, there's going to be a lot of like overlap. Um, and like males tend to be more violent, right? The females tend to be more caring, um, and that's because males are evolved to spread seed like spread their genetics their genetic code and like fight and take care of women women are designed to take care of the baby which means creating an emotional bond and having that emotional bond be created back with you 
Um, and so like, I mean, it's literally by design that women are, are empathetic in that way that they tend to become more emotionally attached to, to their partners. Um, and so, because you have to, you have to have a partner to take care of you, um, while you're carrying a baby. Wait, why, why um, and so the Coolidge is effect it? is, uh, Explain like saying that, that men that? seek sexual novelty, uh, like what you were talking about earlier. Um, and it doesn't really apply. It doesn't apply the same to women. Um, and that's interesting in its own way, because now we're trying to teach women to act the same as men when they're really not disposed in that way. I mean, you look at any other mammal, that's not how it works, generally speaking. But we're trying to we're lying to women and saying like, oh, yeah, these are just this is just a, this is a, an, a thing that just applies to everyone when it, it normally doesn't. Um, and that's why it's that's why it's even worse for women's health, mental health when when these kind of things are happening. Um, yeah. but even for men though, I think you have to remember that your brain is like a pattern seeking tool. Okay. And so, so like you are maybe in some ways preconceived to like the, the Coolidge effect, like, yeah, you as a man, sure. You want sexual novelty. Um, I'm not going to deny that. Um, you're not necessarily designed to be predisposed to only having sex with like one person. But what you should remember when you start listening to people who are talking about that type of thing is that your own preconceptions about like how the world should work doesn't work against your own brain because your brain is a pattern seeking tool. And so if you begin to treat sex as like a fun activity when you're young, you, it's going to be really hard to make the switch into saying that sex is like a more spiritual, like a deeper thing when you're older because your brain isn't designed to – um, your brain is designed to form like sp specific connections. Um, and so like when we were talking about porn, we talked about how like sniffing pennies while you were being shown porn, like after a while you would, you would be like, you'd get a, you get a, you get stimulated, you'd get stimulated when you smell copper, right? Because your brain, your brain knows, obviously you as a person know like, okay, uh, like pennies aren't, I can't have sex with pennies. Like you, your brain knows that. But your brain also doesn't know it because you've formed pattern patterns in your brain and now you get turned on by pennies. It's the same way when we're talking about this. Like you can say like, um, yeah, I, I can I, you can try to like rationalize yourself out of sex being like a really spiritual thing. But later on, when you get married with someone and you want to have like that, that really deep, intimate connection, don't expect yourself to be able to out rationalize the way that your brain already thinks. Hey, does that um, have anything to did do I say with that correctly? Like, um, did that make sense? I think so. I mean, it made sense to me. Okay. I'm just curious if that has anything to do with like, um, I've seen uh, like documentaries or whatever people who are like, when they're getting ready to have sex or when they have sex, they sneeze uncontrollably during that. Have you seen that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, there's something where like they're getting ready to like be intimate and stuff, and they will sneeze uncontrollably, and it will not Sneed? stop. Who? Yeah, they're sneezing. They're sneezing. Women? <laughs> Are you just saying people or women or specific people? Just in general. Just, yeah, people in general. I mean, I oh, think people sneeze when they're women out or not. Just look it up, Jamie. Look it up. Damn, dude. I don't know, man. No, no woman has ever sneezed around me when I'm talking to her. Oh shit. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I don't. Hold, hold up. Hold up. That, that's not that's okay. not a phenomenon what? that I've observed, but also women aren't very attracted to me. Sneezing so during know. sex. Just look up women sneezing. <laughs> Well, and the this other thing happens. Okay. Okay, this happens because the nose is more intimately connected to the genitals than any other organ, 
when one gets aroused, the other responds. I, I've never had this problem. I guess I've never really aroused a woman. I, had, uh, sneeze I mean, apparently I've never been edged before, so I don't I've, know what that's like. So I, I didn't really hear what your involved. thing was, but I think... What, what did you say, Lucas? What was the, what was the snippet? Oh the my nose god, is con- the nose is connected. Shift the nose is a sensory organ that is somehow connected to your genitalia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, there's, like, a lot of things in the brain where your, you're like, s- synapses, like, um, are too close together. I think that, I don't know if this is true, um, but I, I learned it in a dream, so it must be. Um, no, but, it, it but, yes. uh, but, but it was like, uh, but I mean, the reason like the foot fetish is like a super massive thing. Um, like it's like the most searched, I think it's like one of the most searched categories, if not like the most searched category of like porn is like foot fetishes. Actually incest porn is the biggest category. I know that for Yeah. Fact. I, I, I think it might not be porn, but it's like one of the most, <laughs> it's like the most, or, or no, no, no. It's the most common category. sexual fetish. I right. think. I don't know. It was, yeah. what? I th- it was something about it being like the, the most common like sexual fetish even though it might not be like the most searched i don't i don't why? remember exactly okay. why? but like, the, the thing is like you guys get off to feet like well see that that's even that's mean? the thing is like most guys i mean that's like a really common fetish for some why? reason why? but other dudes How is that common How well, I'm, I'm trying common, to explain but i don't know anyone who's into that <laughs> supposedly what I'm trying to say... I know a few people, but... Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, like, we don't find that attractive at all, and it's because it's not, like, an actual... It's not, like, an actual thing. It's just those two sections of the brain are really close together. And so, for some people, it's not, like, linked, and so there's, like, no... There's no similarity for most guys whatsoever. But for other people, there's just, like, a little bit of overlap in the brain between you know those those weird parts of your brain and then those people are like that's why and because those areas of the brain are really close together it just affects like a large group of people where their brain is all fucked up and uh yeah and they should be put down like the animals they are probably um uh yeah are you done no No, well i'm about to get into it Dude, I haven't even started, dude. Yeah, well, I was, I was just gonna started. say the for for what I just said though. My I guess the I guess the one thing I would say about like an actual tangible way of measuring what I just said is that women release more oxytocin during sex. Um, I remember that was like a note I have here. Um, is that oxy- what you release when you take like a like a twenty second hug or whatever with someone? Does yeah, release, like, probably. Oxytocin? Wait, have you guys been doing the shivambu? But I'm. Just, no, I'm Wim Hof only. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. Before you explain what that is, I was just going to say oxytocin is a bonding hormone. And so that's... No, but the, if you do the yeah, Shivamu, so you can release you, oxytocin. Oh, when really? you hug someone for over 20 seconds, it, it, get, it releases oxytocin, which I guess is like a... It's a bonding uh, hormone, which yeah, makes you it, like them it gives more. You, yeah, it gives you more comfortability. It gives you like this... Uh, uh, there's a word I was looking for. I can't remember now. Okay, but, yeah, but here, here's the thing. It gives you like more comfortability and... Uh, what, no, nobody's gonna get nobody's gonna get my shivambu joke unless I explain it right now. <laughs> okay, go for the, it. It's the urine therapy guy. <laughs> is that the guy the that I sent you the other day? The yogi? I don't even know what you're so, referring so to. So not only am I getting the benefits of the urine therapy, the and shivambu, the semen, and the cumin, but I'm also getting the semen mixed in there, which is releasing oxytocin, which lowers cortisol. <laughs> mm. Oh, that is potent. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I will horrifying. take credit for showing you that video because that was. 
I, just, I mean, I just was baffled, you know? It's like, there are people out here drinking their own piss, and they're like, hmm, look at me regenerate myself, blah, blah, blah. Dude, imagine like, okay, that's your son, bro. Fuck just is... imagine that's your son. There's a lot of mental illness in this country. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Nightmare mode. <laughs> okay, I'll continue. I think that was the end of my first... That was the end of my female Adam um, really needs... Point. Adam's got that something part he wants one, to get into that's room. like... This is like part... One out of like fifth. No, this is four parts to go into right now. I finished two out of three. That was the pragmatic and the woman, and then the my last part is uh, is probably the most applicable to men, which is these were the arguments I was writing to myself for. I'm not a man. I'm a woman. Sit tight. I was just trying to convince. I was just trying to see if I could convince myself one way or the other. Um. One way. Oh no. I'm gonna gonna get you. Dude, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Lucas, I just played Rock Band 2, dude. It was so much fun. Let's go. Huge dub. <laughs> Wait, Adam, this is, is that's end of part one of your rant? Or sorry, what? sorry, sorry, Adam. That was sorry. the end of part two. Oh, so we're done now. No, there's three parts. Jesus. It was the pragmatic, the woman, and the man. Uh, were, the, were the three parts. Um, all right, here's the last part. This is the most applicable to our listeners. Um, but let's see. I had some notes here. Oh, uh, oh, I have a Voltaire quote. Every man is guilty of all the good he did not do. Um, I think I just wrote that in there to say, like, if you see how I'm the one who showed you that quote, I remember that. I actually wrote that myself. Damn, you're the one who wrote that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I remember yeah, that. I did write that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I just put that in there to show, like, I mean, like, even if some of these things don't apply as much to the male, I mean, a lot of these things go both ways. Um, and even if the statistics that I was mentioning are, are, are to a lesser degree in men, I mean, they're still there. Like, it's still not good for you, like, mentally speaking. Um, but, I mean, even even, like, even putting that to the side... Um, like it's your responsibility now that you know that the harmful effects that you can have on the other people. Um, that was, I was making a, <laughs> making a, uh, a, a plea, uh, a heartstring plea to, to my, to my audience when I wrote that, I think, um, please. And now you guys can't claim ignorance either. All you listeners. Cause now, you know, ignorance I've given you, the, I've given you the statistics. Can I say, can I say a little bit of a, a thing? Just look. I don't mean to disagree with you. But <laughs> you can disagree, bro. I don't even necessarily. I don't even you like. Have to disagree. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't totally disagree. Story. But here's the thing. All right, girl number one. Girl number one from like a month ago. She's like, you know, talking to me. She seemed shy, and then afterwards she goes, "Can I tell you something? I haven't had sex in two and a half years." So it's like. You know, then it's like vision goes red. The whole room starts like, <laughs> and then I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> like crushing waves of guilt, everything. And then I just felt like absolute shit. But then this girl, like, just like she has your text to me, says, said, I was like, I'm like, you know, at peace with it. She seems at peace with it. I just, I have no guilt about it. I mean, I have like a tiny bit of guilt, but it's like, I don't know. I just think it's like, uh, Sometimes when the woman is intelligent enough to know what they're doing, the guy's intelligent enough to know what he's doing. It's like, so are you not not no harm, no foul. I don't want to say no harm, no foul. Are you a little upset that she hasn't messaged you? Is kind of what I'm hearing. You're trying to. Well, she has messaged me, but she's just been like dry, and I've been dry, and it's like, all right, well, and I haven't texted her today. Say, hey, bitch, you were wet a night ago. 
um, yeah, that's exactly what I should say. But, yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Hell, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't know if I don't know how my notes are coming off. I mean, this was like even now I'm like trying to think it through. I was having this conversation with all the guys when that when I was talking to that girl, and ultimately I just decided to play it safe. Um, because I think, I think generally it's better just to go with your gut feeling. And like you were saying about guilt, it's like, uh, you know, like I know that I would, I'm, you know, my gut feeling is like, yeah, that would probably make my life worse. So, yeah, my gut feeling goes, she has racist tattoos on her knees. Maybe. Um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily like super disagree with you. I'm not, this, 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 this whole rant is not like meant to like yell at my reader or yell at our listeners and say like. Hey, dude, what you're doing is like morally repulsive. I'm just, I wrote these notes when I was like going through a lot of these topics, and I was just confused myself. He wrote these um, notes when he was going through it. He was going through emotional. And I was just, yeah, I mean, this is just to help me like think it through. So I'm, I'm just hoping the listeners are listening, and then they can form their own conclusions. Yeah, the and listeners if, are not bigoted. If you agree with Lucas, then that's completely fine. Yeah, if you're bigoted, go bigots. Um, true. Also, what Grant is saying. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, well, that's, but yeah, I mean, well, and ultimately too, one of the things that like, just helped me call the whole thing off was, um, I mean, this, this was for me, I mean, this has to do with like that gut level instinct too. Um, but like, ultimately I just thought to myself like, okay, when, like when has short-term gratification ever been better for me? Like when, when has... Has there ever been, like, a moment in my life where short-term gratification, like, won out over discipline? And really, like... like my pussy hurt? <laughs> really, it just doesn't really happen. So, like, not when it, like when it comes to cigarettes, when it comes to alcohol, like, almost always, um, I'm just, you know, to play it safe, like, you're just going to be happier if you discipline, if you, like, like all the things that we're talking about that makes chastity so virtuous, like, you're just going to be better off if you exercise a level of free will, um, that raises your consciousness, like, that raises, like, how, how cognitive you are above that of an animal, like, an animal's gonna fuck whatever it wants, right, I mean, that's oh, just, oh, to oh, me, that's just, like, a, oh, that's oh, just, like, a, a double me. check for yourself at the very end, that's, like, a double check, like, oh my gosh, is this, is this gonna be, you know, does that make, does, does that make sense? We still gotta, that makes sense. yeah, oh, it makes sense. Like, that's just my double check for when, when I'm, when I'm ever, like, unsure about something, I'm like, okay, well, where, which one's discipline, which one's self-gratification, um, I'm, discipline is probably the better choice, you know, not saying it always is, I don't know, I haven't thought through every single situation, but that's just, like, something I try to use. Anytime somebody comes to you confused. with, uh, asking for advice about a decision, the answer is always the harder one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe you don't ask him. Maybe you exactly. Don't ask him advice, you know. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I, saying, that's how know, I see like, it. You know, may or may not be bigoted, but it is empowering. What's empowering? What? Your mama. True. And that's on Josh A. True. Did you have an actual point? I have more notes. I was just, No, that was, were you, well, uh, was that was what you were going to say? actual point to you? Because that was an actual point to me. Okay. He's a fucking shit. All right. Um... Okay, well, I'm going to keep going then. I've only got a little bit more. Uh, I think that was, like, one of my main arguments there. But, um, uh, oh, 
Actually, well, here's another one. Here's, a, I mean, a lot of these are just pleas meant to made to men for for why this makes women's life worse. Um, which I know. <laughs> Please stop. Which stop know, your trail of carnage. Gonna, I know it's gonna fall on deaf ears to our audience who does not give a shit. Um, but maybe you guys should uh, have more empathy for your fellow person. Oh, I still call Adam. Him that's twice. I'm sorry, I know. I just God. I have to keep sensing. Slip of the tongue, dude. No, but the, the, my next point was like, um, like women, women's peak desirability occurs at 18 years old, um, and then continuously deteriorates. Which, first of all, that's hilarious because like if you, <laughs> if, you look, if you look at these graphs, I mean it's actually like scary, um, but like if you look at these graphs, like it's like a it's like a sharp bell curve where like. By the time they're like yeah, twenty six. Yeah, we talked about this on the last podcast. You know, it's like women Did I? should marry young. No, you weren't in it. Women should marry young, and guys are in. You know, we're gonna. You know, guys who are twenty six are gonna marry women that are twenty one, twenty two. You know, I mean, true. this is in their best advantage for women to marry young. No, but Lucas what Adam's saying. About, well, what Adam's saying is like. Playing. How the graphs start at 18 at the highest peak. Yeah, so they, it's like the graphs start. It's like it's like Scott's Big Brother meme where Big Brother's looking down. And he's like, "You do not want a sub a 14 year old wife. You do not <laughs> you want a sub a 14." Grass, you better shave that program. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like when you're 26. It's like 10 percent of what it is at 18, but then the graph just stops. So it's like, bro, what if if you just like extrapolated slightly? <laughs> um, but I mean, they, like that just goes to show, like women just they peak young and then Adam, have you seen wait have you seen the sam hyde stand-up where he's like 18 year old pussy mm, yeah 17 year old pussy bleh, bleh, ew gross uh, <laughs> yeah i have hey, um hey will you pull up aoc real fast uh well we don't have a cam we don't have any we don't actually have a screen um but men on the other hand they peak closer to like 50 um, anywhere between 36 and 55 is like all the statistics that I was seeing. I peak when I pull up. Um, all <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, holy I mean, shit. That... Sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. I just had a fucking epiphany. No, I just had a fucking epiphany. It's completely unrelated to you guys. I'm just having a thought. And I okay. Should I tell you guys? No, no. I, sh- I won't. I- I'll tell you guys after the podcast. Yes. Are you sure? It's, it's, it's you don't want to. You don't want to no, have good content. No, it's a surprise for the podcast listeners. It's going to be great. It's just to let you guys. We're know. We're not even going to bring it up the, next time. We no. Do these every fucking month. The podcast is going to keep increasing in quality and spam. And we're getting funding from underground people and unions. So go ahead, tell us about it. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. No, I'll tell you after. Okay. Well, I was just gonna. I mean, my only point there was just that, like. Um, like, I don't know, I, I just talked to some, I, I just talked to a dude who had been dating this girl for like 10 years, um, and they just broke up, and it was just like, like, for a man, you, the entire time you were in that relationship, you have gotten, like, like, statistically speaking, women find men that are 36 and 50, between those ages, like, the most attractive, because a man is prized for his ability to provide, and, uh, you know, and that becomes more pronounced as, you develop your career and you accumulate capital and a woman is just, sorry, genetically, uh, is, is just prized for her ability to create life, um, to nurturing, like, that's how you're, that's how we're biologically wired. Um, and so like this dude who broke up with his, who, I mean, is, you know, they went both ways, but 
Um, like the woman is way worse off now. She has spent, she has wasted 10 of her best years by far. Like it's literally like 5%. If you're 30, it's 5% your, your likability, like only 5% of men vote that high as opposed to when you're young. And so like that woman's life has gotten incredibly worse. Her pickings are now what, when, what originally was 95% of men wanted to talk to her. Um, now it's like 3% or something. Um, and so she bag yourself a man, ladies. Yeah. Her odds have just gotten way worse. And I mean, the, the guy's life hasn't really changed. Um, but like, that's, that's what you should, you should think about that when you're talking to a woman and you're wasting your time. I'm not saying this guy was doing that. I think in a, in a, in a way he was like, he wasn't, he definitely wasn't doing it on purpose. I think she broke up with him. Um, so I don't think he was like purposely trying to lead her on and like make her life worse necessarily. Um, but at the I'm same, gonna, I'm gonna pull the biggest ten year psyop. <laughs> but yeah, but at the Sorry. same time, like he could have at any point, he could have either broken things off or he could have, you know, asked the question. I don't know, maybe he did or whatever, but he could have asked the question and then broken it off or like no, because if she says no, then it's a no, dude. Um, so I, right. I do have to put like a little bit of Otis of of responsibility on the man in that situation because her life is now. You know her her dating life and her relationship life is 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 like a lot worse. Um, and so I think that's that's not a small thing. Um, so I think that's something to consider as well. Um, and I mean in the end, it's just a question of like, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to value s- short term gratification? Or if everything that I've said today, if all if all those statistics, I mean, look them up. It's like lots of different studies and they're corroborated with lots of other studies. Like if all of those statistics and stuff that I said was true, are you willing to potentially have a higher chance of divorce? Are you willing to cheapen your the spiritual significance of your future marriage? Like, are you willing to make all these risks and do all these things. They're not even risks. Like some of these things, it's just going to make those things slightly worse. Like watching porn, it's not like a risk of making a relationship worse if you watch porn. And like you still might have a good relationship, but your relationship isn't going to be as good as, that, as good as it could be. So like there are just things that are just going to hurt you in life. Um, and you got to ask yourself, is, is short-term gratification worth the like what I'm going to have later on in life? And I mean, ultimately, your your connection that you have with that one person who is meant to be with you forever, that's like infinitely more valuable than anything else that you you can try to accomplish in your life. Um, so, I mean, when you, when you, when you look at the, when you look at the numbers in those way, like something of infinite worth, and then there's something that detracts from that, then I don't think you, you know, then there's, I mean, you should just make, you should make your own choice. Like I'm not saying what you should do, but consider that is what I'm going to say. And, Oh, I have I have Consider one. T- the following. I have one tiny note here at the very end, which is uh, uh, that I have uh, something that I noticed. I've noticed people regret their decision to have sex early, but I have never heard anyone tell me that they regret not having sex early. Okay. Okay. Here, um, well, so that was just a final note. That's that's my point where it's like I don't ever regret not drinking the next morning, but. When yeah. you look at, uh, I was reading an interview with uh, Frank Sinatra's daughter, and she basically talks about how like she was too closeted growing up. She was like too, um, she she could, didn't like explore her sexual freedom when she was in her youth, and she she was just like, uh, you know, not not having, you know, not fucking. 
So like that is somebody who like did regret it, but that's like completely destructive female energy. And, uh, that's, that's when they have already a resentment towards the man in their life. Because like when you have a resentment towards a man or woman in your life, and then you feel like that's, that's the thing. Like she was in a relationship. And so it's like, you were talking about getting robbed of your best 10 years. And then you have that resentment. I don't think it's a man male problem. I never heard a man, uh, regret not having more sex in his youth, but I have heard a couple of women. I like, have, but that's just, I guess I've talked oh, to different, okay. I've talked to different men, I guess, but well, I'm just saying, keep going. It's more of a problem for women because they get resent. It's. Either way, even for men, it's still just, it's you, you're resentful to a person, to a partner for wasting a section of your life. And then you wish you would have used your sexual promiscuity when you had your, your youth and looks and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the answer to that is just don't fucking get with some freak psycho. Yeah. I guess. Also that, yeah. Um, that was my entire thing, though. So, I mean, I, I like your We're final... Done. I like your concluding point. I don't know, Grant, did you have anything that... I, now I've given you my whole rank, Grant, so what do you think now? Because you're, no, you're the one who was... You're the one who was laughing. You're the one who was laughing at me not having sex with this girl, so... What do you think about all of this? I mean, not laughing, <laughs> but I just think that, you know, if... I mean, what you had claimed was that your intentions were that, you know, this was a bit, this was funny, everything, you know... <laughs> But in my opinion, if you are with a female that has um, racist and base tattoos on your thighs, uh, that, like, you're going to at least have sex with her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the at least. So you are with this chick hanging out, you know, getting her ideals, getting her opinions and everything, but you're not having sex with her. So what was the point? I just want uh, to know why you, That's know the why whole you, thing. <laughs> Social experiment, bro. I was I was actually yeah, trying to waste you your claim. time. You claim I was, wasted, I was wasting I two weeks. Was I've a... wasted two weeks of her valuable time. Yeah, you wasted two weeks of our time because I thought that, you know, you were going to get Okay, okay, wait, hold on. Let me just say, Grant, because this is what Adam's basically going to talk about, but what you have is a transactional view of sex. And as much as we dehumanize women on this podcast, I like the most dehumanizing thing you can do is like, the only th- the only way there's a worthwhile value of time spent with a woman is if there's an output of sex. That's like a dehumanizing view of women, and that's like the that that's like that that's like the negative way that it goes from men to women, and then from women to men, it's the gold digging aspect where it's like the only reason to spend time with a man and give him, give up your pussy, in a sense, is to get is to get he bag right. Um, and I, I just think both of those are destructive. That's what Adam's talking about with the transactional view of sex. Is like, you still have this view where you think that that is the necessary outcome of spending any time with a woman. Correct, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're going to spend time with a woman who's got, like, based and racist tattoos on her knees, like, you should... <laughs> they weren't actually... Ra- we thought we thought it was funny because they looked racist. They weren't actually racist. She wasn't... No, that was the joke, and I'm just... Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably should, like, have sex with a chick who looks like that instead of, like, hang out with her because, like, why would you want to hang out with someone who looks like that? Okay, so I what mean, Grant is saying is she's a low-value female and you fucking I mean, fool of yourself by spending time with a low-value female. Exactly. Which... Is which to yeah, be yeah, fair, which to be fair, to be fair, the worst social experiments ever. Yeah, I mean, so much there are definitely red flags, and you should 
you should use those to help you not waste time. Um, like but I didn't really waste that much time. It was only two weeks. Research, you know, it's like, if you were trying to help us out with like, picking what women decide, you did not help us, you know. It's like, you need to, like, help pick an algorithm for, like, Spencer to base off of, because Spencer's just, like, lost in the abyss right now. Well, dear listeners, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't actually have any advice on finding women, because, um... Of course you don't, because you're looking at these women. I am a low-value male. <laughs> Dude, uh, all I will say is this, bro. AOC's Find a woman who... Right, who makes you chase, man. Who makes you fall in love. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Has everybody seen Bone Tomahawk in here? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, I watched the first half the other day, but I haven't finished it yet, so maybe I'll go finish it right now. But I'm very curious, <sighs> and I got to the part Can where I... everyone was talking about the carrots, and... Uh... I want to say a small thing about it, Grant. It's not spoiling it. But it I want to say a small thing about it. It might not be my favorite. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Dude, this is insane. I've never what? seen anything like this. Like, I, um... It's definitely one of the most gruesome movies I've ever seen. Well, I definitely, yeah, I almost threw up the other night. I, that's why I'm turning off. I was, uh, I was pretty disturbed. And, like, oh, yeah. okay, so you've already gotten to the part I'm going to talk about, Grant. That's good. Oh, uh, oh yes, 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 yes. Um, but I was going to say, the more I've realized, I thought about what I said, like, uh, I think it was a couple podcasts ago about, uh... This is how you want to act as with carrots at the movies and just cut off entirely. Yes, that is the ultimate female. But also, I was thinking... The ultimate object. Like how I said that, uh, you know, male and female traits are are amoral. Um, like they're they're without moral compunction one way or the other. Like strength as a male trait can be used for the bad or the good, right? But yeah. I was thinking about this, but like how it has like a positive connotation. Because like, even in somebody like Tony Soprano or whoever, you 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 admire the strength, right? Um, but I, I kind of came to realize that actually strength is the most masculine trait and empathy is the most female trait. And that's like, that, that, those are actually defining for masculinity and femininity. And I've been watching The Wire and uh, the, when they really fucking, the only time like these black guys who are running this drug ring, when they kill somebody or when they want somebody dead or when somebody dies, th like they go, he was weak. Like he was weak. Like he couldn't. Based. He didn't do enough. Like, and it's but it's like that's like the the deepest most cutting insult. Every time you hear it, it's like, like the worst thing to hear because it's like you know that's the worst thing you can call a man. It's like because to, because to be strong, it's like okay, he's strong. He can use that one way or the other. But to be weak, he's devoid of that. He's devoid of that masculinity, right? And uh, I was thinking about this. This is. It's a small problem I had with the movie, but it's more just a, uh, a problem with Hollywood, modern Hollywood. And that is that um, in movies, right, men break their masculinity uh, by not being strong in moments where it counts, right? You see that in movies. You see like men where when it comes to the testing moment, they lose their courage and they're, they're cowards, right? And that's, that's the point of weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And then in women... So for women, the, the point of weakness would be no empathy. The point of weakness would be uh, to be devoid of empathy. And that's the thing about Bone Tomahawk is it, it's, it's just a frustrating broader point of Hollywood. And I understand why they made the movie like this. But his wife in the beginning of the movie, um, not Will Arnett. What's his name? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's wife in the beginning of the movie 
she's she's doting she's empathetic she's loving she's caring she puts like everything to make him feel better because obviously he broke his tibia and uh she's like just super empathetic super loving super feminine right mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the breaking point right so same thing with, with the breaking point in men is like the interrogation and then he, he breaks that's showing you the weakness of the man in the movie that's the same thing here like she gets her breaking point when she sees the the cannibals eat the first guy and then when uh uh, uh, the sheriff and the backup sheriff arrive at the cave. She goes. She's like super uncaring to them. Like she's she's super cold. She's yelling at them. She's angry at them. And then when the other guy gets split in half, she does, she doesn't even have a fucking reaction. Like she's her empathy is broke, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of showing that like like when it when it, when the test came and when people needed her to be empathetic the most, right? She failed them. And that's like, that's, that's showing the sheriff's biggest point of strength in the movie is like, he has to, he sits there and watches this horrible, gruesome thing because he knows it's what he would want to hear in his last moment. So he's doing something courageous. That's why, that's what that movie uses to show him his strength. But her. the sheriff again? What was his name? Um, it's, uh. What's Alec Baldwin? What's his name? Uh. No, it's the other famous fucking, uh. Yeah, um. I'm looking it up. Come on, come on. Uh, I have to fucking look it up. Not Willem. Uh, Kurt Russell. It Jesus. was Kurt Russell. God damn it. I know. I should know that. Okay. Anyway, so um, again, like I'm saying, like she, uh, her her empathy breaks, but the way her empathy breaks and the way it's portrayed in so many modern Hollywood movies is that the empathy was always. Uh, a result of lack of life experience and then it's just so cynical it's like oh like when put to the test like like your empathy your actual femininity is sort of held up in this fairy tale land Um, it's not something that can undergo the stress and duress of real situations and that's that's what we don't have is um, we always hear hear strong women in Hollywood oh this is about strong women strong women uh that's not their best trait. That's not the trait that they seek to embody. Like the, the trait they seek to embody is empathy. And so it's just frustrating to me that in every Hollywood movie, it's so cynical and it's always like being an empathetic woman is a sort of a, a fairy tale that breaks down once you meet something actually hard. When if you actually had a quote unquote strong woman, which is to say an empathetic woman, she would be feminine throughout, but we don't ever see that character trope in Hollywood movies. We don't ever see the, like a character where they would come into the cave like that. And she'd be like, are you guys okay? How are you, how are you holding up? Like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, always feminine throughout the movie. Anyway, Do you ever that read was the my allegory in the cave. Um, yes. Yeah. That was, the I most, was in high school. Uh, Bant. Yeah. Mysteries. Shout out. Mysteries. <laughs> that was the most, um, I'm trying to find a word for it. I, that w- I read that story and I never understood it. I still don't understand it till this day. It was the most um, esoteric. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it 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 represented so much that I just didn't understand at that time period. Yeah, I think that story was just completely devoid of meaning. I think it was written to gaslight yeah, people. Just, it was almost impossible <laughs> to understand it. This was almost. Uh, it was too much. It's too much for a fucking six-year-old brain. You know what I'm saying? It's 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, to be honest with you, Grant, it is like pretty high level philosophy. It's, it it honestly does not make sense to to right show that. Head, it's like though. teaching thermonuclear physics in like a high school engineering class. It's like, all right, let's slow it, it down. Like, or right at least get head. some some stepping stones. Yeah. And here's that I'm trying to tell you. Oh, this is uh, you know, inspirational and this and that. And it's like, okay, but you're also like a language arts teacher and you're an art teacher and you're trying to teach us something that you know may may not be uh, as clear to the public eye. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was fucking ridiculous, dude. That fucking story was ridiculous. I I think it was ridiculous. I think to what you were saying, Lucas. I think like. A lot of those female characters, those those female characters are generally written to a small amount of people, and they're meant to like satiate, you know, power fantasies that some women have and stuff. But I think like men generally already like know that they like they don't like those female characters. Like, right? You know what I mean? Like the the reason like Captain Marvel flopped. The reason why like uh, the new She Hulk thing is flopping. It's because like half the population like men don't actually like that trait. Like they don't. You know, we innately don't value that, and so when we see it on the big screen, I mean, that's why people aren't going to watch those movies because we're like, yeah, why would I want to watch a movie about like this is ridiculous? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like when women get abs and they're like, right. oh, women abs are so hot. It's like that's not. Oh my god, you guys gotta watch the Louis Theroux. You guys gotta watch like, uh, Weird Weekends with Louis Theroux. It's nice if it's toned, but if it's anything more than that, if it's anything more than a four pack, it's like, what is wrong with you? You know, no, bro. Louis Theroux goes to all these female bodybuilder competitions. You know, yeah, the bench pressers. And and, and it's and it's horrifying. Pecs, it's like, yeah. Yeah, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's so it's so bad. It's so bad. And he's like interviewing them, and it's so bad. If you find those women attractive, you definitely are like pretty gay. You are a hundred percent. You are pretty gay. <laughs> and then like one like Most one of the people he's interviewing, I swear to God, it was a guy. You know, it seems like their testosterone levels are through the charts, and they are with. I mean, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Sorry, Jack. I'm gonna say the words Brittany Griner. <laughs> I need Brittany Griner in my life. You're gonna make Jack stop listening to this podcast right now. That's good because we're done. Unless yeah. there's anything else. Um, I had a closing thought. I guess. All right, give me give me your closing thought. Uh, well, I don't. This is this is somewhat applicable to what we're talking about, but it was just something that. I was thinking about when I was thinking about this topic was just like, if you are someone who is like not super religious, um, or you do think that like you have like an, more of an absurdist view on life and you don't think like things actually have meaning. Um, you know, if, if everything's like a big game or a big show to you, which, you know, if you, if you, if that's the way that you perceive everything, um, then that's your prerogative. But, uh, just a reminder that, like games and shows are more fun when you take them seriously. Like ga- a game, yes. a game is meant to be taken seriously. A show is meant. Like if you if you really don't care at all who wins or loses in the game, if you just are completely flipping about it, the game loses all meaning and it's not fun anymore. And if you just treat a movie and just go like, oh, that's all CGI, and like don't let yourself get invested in the movie, and you just refuse to like actually take any part of it seriously, you're not going to enjoy the movie. Um, and so if you're the kind of person who's like not religious and you, you don't think these things actually have meaning, um, well, they're, it was like the whole thing was designed for them to have meaning. Like they clearly 
means something yeah, to and, us whether and, and we deny that or not. Why, why is it that I find this fascinating? Why is it that this speaks to me? Yeah. And so, because I mean, it's like, it's about something real. That's why. Yep. Um, I actually did have one more closing thought. Double closing thought. Uh, just cause like sometimes I write down these pod topics and I never get to them and then like I just lose passion to say them. Um, so I'll say it just because it was something I was thinking about. I, I've done this for a while. This is just one of those things that I feel like most people already do, but if you don't, I'm reminding you. Um, but like I figured this out, uh, probably a few years ago and I just try to, I try to keep myself to it. But when somebody tells you something really sad, do not add a tangent, do not say anything about yourself. Do not bounce off of it. Do not try to keep a conversation. When somebody tells you something really good, something really positive, something that they just succeeded in, don't try to make a tangent. Don't try to make it a conversation. Don't try to do anything like that. You, you just say, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. Or, oh my God, that's fucking tragic. Like, be there in that moment. Feel that tragedy with them. What they're seeking for when they tell you something like that, that they're feeling this way about, and it's different than somebody who always complains all the time. I'm not saying that, but like somebody who genuinely tells you something sad, don't make any tangent. Just feel that with them in that moment, and just tell them like, but does "Yeah, it that not sucks." Feel fake. Like, what if someone goes, "Oh, that sucks." Ah, oh, damn, bro. That's, that's why you have to be right genuine. On, but you can be but, genuine. But, the, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, if you're getting those short-worded answers, you know, it's like it becomes less genuine. I'm not saying give a short word answer, so but I'm saying like, oh my god, like I'm that's, not saying that's that either. horrible. I'm just saying like, there has to be some sort of middle ground, you know? But if I hear, I'd, oh my god, that's horrible, and then it fades out, it's like, mm, I don't really believe you, you know? But but it doesn't always, fade out because because the, what, what I'm saying is when somebody has like something, like especially somebody you know for a while, someone you've known for a while, and they tell you something that's that you could tell is more serious than something that you would usually tell you, that's like when you say, oh my god, that fucking sucks. Then they will extrapolate, or, or not, uh, expound. Then they will expound. And then you will say, oh, yeah, that's horrible. Then they will expound. Because they wanted to talk about this. And if you let them vent about it, and if you empathize with them in that moment, and let them get it out, and don't try to make it about yourself, and don't try to add any tangents, that will feel much better for them. That's how you get people to like you. That's how you manipulate people. That's how you manipulate women. That's how you, you know. Um, you don't have to do all that. But, uh yeah, that's just like a, a piece of life advice that I think works pretty universally. That's some good advice. I like that, Lucas. It's a good thing to I, end I just, on. Cause I, I just remember, like, in this last week, the reason I thought of it was because um, uh, somebody brought something up, and then, uh, and then it came to me making music, and my, my co was like, oh, you make music? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I do. And, like... Instead of like, oh, like, can I, like, what do you play? Can I hear some of it? Like, anything like that. She just goes, oh, my daughter's in a movie. My daughter's going to be in a movie. And I'm like, all right. Um, which is fine. But, again, you know, it's like, I don't tell anybody at work that. So, like, this for this person, like, figure this out or whatever. Or say something like that where I said yeah to it. And then just no response. Like, that's, like, it, that's how any ever anybody feels when they tell you something. And there's no excitement, and there's or or there's a tangent that goes back to them. Like what they want is some engagement. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's the pod. SpaceRangerStone at gmail.com. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. you Have a fun. I'm so annoyed with this shit. Yeah, you guys better email. This is literally the last podcast we will ever do.
Unless you guys said really nice Wait, so letters. Alright, goodbye everybody. Oh, I like that one. Only. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>